Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. We give God thanks and praise for another day again. Oh, we appreciate God for His grace that has helped us. 15 days gone in this fasting and prayer meeting. We celebrate the grace of God and His mercies to us. I believe you've been blessed thus far in the course of this meeting. Um, this is our fasting and prayer meeting tag, Restoration, Restore All Things. The fasting for the month of October. By the grace of God, um, we give the first month of every quarter to the Lord in a fast. And God has helped us um, for the first three quarters. And this is the last quarter and the last fast for the year 2021. We thank God for His grace and His mercies. I believe you've been blessed thus far. And I trust God today is going to be under glorious time in His presence. I want to welcome you forever. You are joining us. Good day, good morning, good evening. Wherever you are joining us, from, I want to say, big God bless you to you. I want to say, big welcome to you. I believe God for a glorious time in His presence. And I know you are ready to have a glorious time in God's presence. Can we say a word of prayer together? Let's just give to our voice and say and, and bless the name of the Lord. Give Him praise and glory. Give Him honor and thanksgiving. Magnify Him. There is none like Him. Exalt and extol Him. Bless the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Glorify Him. Exalt and extol Him. Bless His name. Thank Him for the grace and enablement, the empowerment. Let's give Him praise and glory. Let's give Him honor and thanksgiving. Bless His name forever. Bless His name forever. Be thou exalted, Lord. We give you glory, Lord. As we honor you, we give you glory, Lord, as we honor you. You are wonderful, you are worthy, your Lord, you are wonderful, you we give you praise jesus will glorify you holy spirit to exalt you have a father we extol you we give you all the praise and glory thank you for another time in your presence thank you for we know you are set to do us good tonight we ask that jesus alone be glorified and revealed thank you lord god almighty in jesus name amen once again i want to welcome every one of us joining us from wherever you're joining us from i want to say big god bless you to you i want to encourage you once again to allow the Holy Spirit to use just a media evangelist to click the like, the share button, and drop a beautiful comment. We want to appreciate everybody who has been um, allowing the Holy Spirit do them, uh, use them as media evangelists. We appreciate everything God is doing through you. We give God all the thanks and glory. We appreciate God for the, um, using you to be a blessing to this ministry and to this work. Amen to Jesus. Um, we want to uh, appreciate those joining in from everywhere. They're joining in from India, the Philippines, the U.S., and other African continent, uh, nations that are being that, that we are joining us from, we want to say God bless you. We want to say um, we appreciate your presence. Um, we are going straight to God's word um, quickly so we can um, have a good uh, quality time in God's presence. All right, today we are continuing on um, our topic: restore, restoration, restore all things. And then we are continuing on what we started up yesterday: the subtopic, which is the place and power of stability 
and sustainability in restoration. This is the second part of it. The place and power of stability and sustainability in restoration. Now in our previous lesson, we learned that Elijah had reached a point in his life and ministry when he felt and believed that he was the only prophet remaining in Israel. Yeah, he got to that point. And you see, he say over and again in First Kings chapter 18 and First Kings chapter 19, he goes and says, I, even I only. He said that to the children of Israel and then he said that to the Lord also, I, even I only am the only prophet remaining. Amen. Now, this mentality began on a good and safe note. We understood that um, and it was a, 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 a note of zeal and um, passion. Amen to Jesus. But it metamorphosed into an unsafe one because he almost became depressed due to the fact that he was alone. Amen to Jesus. Now, um, it's good to be passionate and serve God. When the Bible says, um, I called the Lord speaking, he said, I called Abraham alone and I blessed him. The calling of God is always alone. God calls you alone. But for you to fulfill destiny, you don't fulfill it alone. We learned that yesterday. For those who were not part of yesterday's teaching, if you go ahead and listen, it was awesome. It was awesome. You, you learned a lot. Amen to Jesus. Alright, now God's solution to Elijah's challenge was to end his aloneness by making him anoint Hazel, his Lord that is the um, Jehu and Elijah. At the moment Elijah succeeded in anointing the three helps, he moved from being alone to operating in the threefold call that cannot be easily broken. That means he was now operating with him, um, the three he anointed, and then God. Amen. So he moved into the threefold call that cannot be easily broken. Not only on this ground could he stabilize and sustain his ministry. The, um, sorry, the restoration he began because he handed over the battings of these three men and they continued the work for him. Amen to Jesus. Alright, now in this lesson we are going to be studying another challenge that Elijah faced immediately after he ignited the restoration. And this challenge is very, very serious. That is important we, we study it and get a solution to it. Um, now the, the same challenge will come to everyone who seeks the restoration of all things to the Father. Once that becomes your heart cry, you're going to see, experience that same challenge. Amen to Jesus. So it's important we know the challenge and we know how to overcome it. Amen to Jesus. Alright, and what is that challenge? The challenge, this challenge we're dealing with today is the challenge of not hearing God's word for a period. Not hearing God's word for a period. It's a very serious challenge. Not hearing God's word for a period. And when I mean hearing, we're talking about both um, by your ears and by your um, through your ears and through your eyes. Not hearing God's word for a period. Now it's important we know the following one. It was not the spoke. It, it was the spoken word from God that Elijah. It, uh, it was the spoken word of God from Elijah that ignited the restoration. We learned that yesterday. The spoken word of God from Elijah that ignited the restoration. As he said, according to my word, restoration began its process. Till he came back again, and then it took another turn. Amen to Jesus. Even in the period of no rain, that was actually the, the build-up of restoration. I hear you know what I'm saying. Now, restoration, most of the time we talk about restoration, we just think of when the whole good thing manifests. No, restoration builds up from the seemingly negative situation. Restoration builds up from the seemingly drought. Restoration builds up from the seemingly famine. I get what I'm saying. That's how restoration builds up. So restoration does not happen suddenly. Some of us are crying, you know, um, especially most of us in um, an African nations where we are seeing a famine. Amen. In my country, you know what we are going through. Praise God forevermore. And it looks like God, what's up? What's happening? God, it looks like everything is getting worse. Actually, that was what 
ignited the restoration. That's what actually ignited the restoration in Elijah's time, and that's what ignites restoration at every given point in time. So the seemingly um, fam, um, drought, the seemingly famine, is actually the build-up of restoration. Until the drought gets to its peak, people will not see the need to call on the Lord. Are you getting what I'm saying? And that's why God permits it to happen so that men will call upon the name of the Lord. Um, initially, in my country, we thought that um, the two political parties were the problem. Now we know that the political parties are not the problem. We know that the solution lies in God's hand. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah, so God takes it us to a point where we discover, where we have to decide that um, men are not our problem, society is not the problem, economics is not the problem, that the solution is in God's hand. Actually, the, the people cannot solve the problem. The solution remains in God's hand. Amen. So we, uh, the, 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 the restoration was ignited by the word of God from Elijah. Now this word he received in the place of prayer when he was burdened with the restoration of Israel to God. You must uh, note that he received the word in the place of prayer when he was burdened with the restoration of Israel to God. And uh, the second thing we also need to note was that um, Jezebel's threat to Elijah was not strong enough to put Elijah to flight. You must notice. Jezebel's threat to Elijah was not strong enough to put him to flight. Absence of the word of God in him was what actually put him to flight. In 1 Kings chapter, uh, chapter, um, chapter um, 18, verse 1, um, Jezebel's um, threat in, uh, made a threat and, um, uh, and told um, Ahab, uh, sorry, chapter 19, verse 1, told Ahab, he said, he said uh, may the gods do unto me as he has done, the gods do unto me if I do not ensure that his head is removed from him. And so that threat made him take flight. It was not a threat that actually made him take flight. It was actually absence of the word of God in him that made him take flight. Are we together? And we're going to be seeing that in this um, study. Are we together? Now, um, um, we see um, the above, we see the above stated um, in the fact that after the word of God came to and through Elijah in 1 Kings 17 verse 1, the next time he came to Elijah was minimum 40 days after Elijah had heard and reminisced the words of Jezebel. Are we together? So the word of God came to Elijah. The first note we, we saw in scripture was um, 1 Kings 17 verse 1. When he came and said, according by my word, actually, Elijah is just like Elijah appeared from nowhere. So before 1 Kings 17 verse 1, there was a period of incubation where Elijah was receiving the word from God, where the word of God had to come, where he became one with God in the place of fervent prayer, and the word of God came to him, and the word of God became him, he became the word of God, and he spoke the word of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, after then, we didn't hear of him hearing the word of God again, amen. That's, um, the next time we heard was First Kings chapter 18, where the word of God came to him and said, Go and restore yourself to Ahab. Are you getting what I'm saying? After First Kings chapter 18, we didn't hear about him hearing the word of God again. The next time we heard about him hearing the word of God, First Kings chapter 19, from verse 11. Are you getting what I'm saying? And that was a period of at least 40 days. Are you getting what I'm saying? That was a period of at least 40 days. Are you getting me? Are we together? Amen. So he, he stayed without hearing the word of God for this period. And the end result of it was that he began to hear, he heard the word of Jezebel and reminisced on the word of Jezebel. Why? Because there's no vacuum in life. It's either you're hearing the word of God or you're hearing the word of the devil. That's the truth about it. Are you get what I'm saying? And that was a dangerous spot for him. Now, 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 now look at the words of Jezebel. Um, Jezebel said in 1 Kings 19 verse 2, he says, Then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also, 
if I make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. Wow. This was the word that Jezebel sent to Elijah by a messenger. Now, but after First Kings chapter 18, verse 1, read through, you see that there was nothing about the word of the Lord coming to Elijah till First Kings chapter 19, verse 11. After the word of God came to Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 1, the next word that came to Elijah was the word of Jezebel. And that was the word he reminisced on for a period of at least 40 days. And it messed up his mind. Are you get what I'm saying? And now, let's look at when the word of God came to Elijah. Look at the word of Jezebel, 1 Kings 19, verse 9. Look at the next time the word of God came to Elijah, 1 Kings 19, verse 9. It says, And he came thither unto a cave and lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. So from 1 Kings 18, verse 1, through 1 Kings 19, verse 9, Elijah did not get the word of God to him. Or the word of God did not come to him. Rather, what came to him between that time lag was what? The word of Jezebel. And that means that was the only word he was actually what? He didn't know. And that was dangerous. Very dangerous. So, what made Elijah take flight was not the word of Jezebel, but actually it was the absence of the word of God. I get what I'm saying. David said it like this in Psalm 119, he said, Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not what? Sin against thee. Why? When I hide the word of God in my heart, there is no space for any other word. Are you getting me? When the word of God occupies your heart, no other person's word can take root in your heart. But when your heart is empty of the word of God, other words will take root. Yeah. Jesus gave the, um, gave the story and he said, when a demon is cut out of a man, it goes into the wilderness and hovers in the wilderness, it moves around in the wilderness, sorry, it parabolates in the wilderness, looking for another house. And then when he looks for another house and he doesn't see a palatable house, he says, okay, let me go and check where I was, where I was ejected from, where I was given a quick notice from. And when he comes out and sees that the place is garnished, clean, and empty, what does he do? He goes and he takes seven other demons more wicked than him, and they come habit the person. And he says the latter state of the person becomes worse than the word, than the former state. Making us understand that if your house is empty, it cannot remain empty. Someone must occupy it. So Elijah kept his, his, his heart empty from 1 Kings chapter 18. Are you getting what I'm saying? Verse 1. And by 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 2. Somebody occupied his heart. Are you getting what I'm saying? The words of Jezebel occupied his mind. His mind was empty of the word of God. And the word of Jezebel occupied his mind. Now this is a great prophet. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's how we are learning. He's a great prophet. And see what happened to him. Now the, now the duration was too long to stay without the word of God. And this was instrumental for fear gaining root in Elijah. So note this again, it was not the threat of Jezebel that made Elijah take flight. It was the absence of what? The word of God. Let me tell you something, it is not the fear in your environment that makes you afraid. It is absence of the word of God in your spirit man that actually makes you afraid. Like they say, it is not the water in the surrounding that capsizes a ship. It is the water that gets into the ship that does what? That capsizes it. The ship thrives on water. It moves on water. Without water, the ship cannot move. Let me tell you something. Without negative words around you, you cannot actually move. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? 
we can't move without the negative and um, things happening around us. The negative wars are actually the, the, the basis on which we move, on which we gain speed, on which, in, fact, in fact, on which we move. Have you ever seen when they are trying to move a ship into the water? It's a big tax. Are you getting me? Because they know that without water, the ship cannot move. Are you getting me? So they engage on that big tax so as to make the ship enter into water and move. But the same water is what drowns the ship. Are you getting me? Unlike a car that, are you get, that uh, um, the road may not crash it. It may be a crash with another car that may crash it. Are you getting what I'm saying? But the ship, the water is what drowns it if it has to drown. And that only happens when the ship allows water in. But that same water is what the ship needs to sail. Are you getting what I'm saying? Same applies to us. The waters of life are what we need to sail in life. The seemingly negative waters, they are what we need to sail in life. But we must only use them for sailing purpose. We must not allow them enter into us. The moment they enter into us, we drown. Are you hear what I'm saying? That's how it operates. Praise God. Alright. One day is even too long to stay without the word of God. Are you hear what I'm saying? One day is too long. Because the devil has saturated the world with his words. He has saturated the world with his word. So one day is too long to stay without the word of God. You've got, you, you have to have the word of God to your spirit. Either you are hearing, either you are watching, either you are reading. By all means, the word must enter into your spirit. Either if you are not hearing, watching, reading, you must be what? Meditating. So you can pick one scripture you have read before and reminisce on it, meditate on it. Just ensure that the word gets into your spirit. But no, if, there's nothing like old word. No, there's nothing like old scripture. No. A scripture you have read before, you can reminisce on it again, meditate on it, and get the juice out of it. And then you have gotten the word, the, uh, the word of God into your spirit um, for that day. Praise God forevermore. Now, the reason for this is that the devil has saturated the world with his words. Amen. So if you don't, the Bible says, um, guard your heart with all diligence, part of it are the issues of the, of the heart. The word guard there in the original Hebrew actually means to mount garrisons, to build fence around your heart. You get what I'm saying? So you've got to build fence around your mind and you build it with the word. Amen. Now, 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 this series, especially in the times we live in, where lies, fears, and deception dominate. Those are the three things dominate today. Lies, fears, and deceptions. Now, the media makes you believe what they want you to believe by lies, fears, and deception. I saw a, 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 a picture once of a, a, a lioness who was carrying her cob. And, you know, they use their mouth to carry the cob. And when you look at it from one side, it looks like the lioness is actually eating her core. Are you getting it? But when you look at it from the other side, you see that actually the lioness was carrying her core. And the person, the person wrote this, he put the two pictures. And he said, from the side where it looks like the lioness was eating her core, he said, what the media makes us see. Are you getting it? And then from the side where the lioness was actually carrying her core, he said, then he said, the true story. And that's what the media does to us. It paints lies, deceptions, and brings fear to us. I heard when the COVID-19 issue started up initially, they, they pumped fear so much into the atmosphere that a particular couple in the US, they were made, the, the, the fear was so much that they said, okay, the way this thing is going, everybody's going to die. So instead of COVID to kill us, let us rather go and kill ourselves. So they committed suicide. That's what the devil does. Are you getting me? Now, like Jezebel did, she did not summon Elijah as a queen with decorum and authority. Are we together to a palace by right as a queen 
You're not meant to be sending threats. That, that's, that's, that's tautish. <laughs> that's in my local vernacular. That's agberoish. <laughs> Amen. It's agberoish that do that. She's a queen. She wants to send, she wants to summon Elijah. Are you getting me? That's decorum. That's poise. She didn't send, uh, she didn't summon Elijah. Are you getting what I'm saying? That was the right thing to do. Right now, what did she do? She sent a messenger to him. She sent a threat to him. And that's how people that don't know their level, that's how refrains, they send threats to you. You see, um, people who know their decorum, they know their authority, they don't send threats to you. All they do is you see their action. Are you getting what I'm saying? Instead of sending people to you, come, I'm going to deal with you. If you don't do what I want to do, I'll deal with you. And rather, you just, you just send your, your writ of someone to the person. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? And the person, you tell them, meet me in court. That's all. Instead of, I'll deal with you. I'll, I'll, I'll finish you. No, 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 no. That's outish. And that's what actually Jezebel did. She lowered herself. And that's what happens when you don't know who you are and you are angry. Are you getting me? Yeah. Now, same operations are employed by the devil using the media. They send lies, fears, and deception to us via our mobile and smart devices. I know what they do. Before, in the past, they summoned us via our television screen. So we have to come back home and sit down and watch the news and see what they are saying. If we don't switch on the, the television, we don't know what they are saying. Are you getting me? But now they don't wait, they don't, they don't have that time to wait for us to come and watch the news. What do they do? They send the lies, the, the threats, they send the, the deception, they send the fears to us via our smart devices through messages. Now, even when you're on your own, you just see your, your phone ring, it beeps or it rings, and you see a text message. So, 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 text message. Another threat again. Another fear again. Another lie again. You see, if, even when you don't want it, you see, sometimes you have to delete it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Then another one is when you go online, but when, the moment you put all your mobile data, you see the things start flooding you from your, uh, you, when you go on social media, you see them flood. When you don't even want it, they flood you. They, are, they master the strategy of what? Jezebel. Send them messages. Send them messages. And, and that's why when you, <laughs> and the messengers come with threats. They don't wait for you again to come sit down and listen. No, now they send the threats to us. Is it Jezebel? Is the same Jezebel operation? Yeah. The same. It's not new. Are you getting me? They are operating the same way. And then, we, 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 before you know, we pick up our, our mobile devices and they say, you just sent a text message. You. The text message is that we have to do this and do that and do that. And fear has come. Are you getting what I'm saying? They just said, I just saw this on, online. You know. I, I, I just, now, now the funny thing is that when I open Google, as I open Google, the moment I open Google, I just see different things. Even things I don't want to see, I see them. Now, whether you don't want to see it or not, they come up to you. They pop up to you. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's a Jezebel operation. It doesn't summon people, it sends messengers. It sends threats. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise God forevermore. So, we must be sent. That's the reason why we have to be very careful. Because this time is not summons, it's threats. So you have to be prepared for the what? Threats. Messengers are sent by Jezebel from different platforms. <laughs> you, have to be, you have to be prepared for the messengers. It's a Jezebel operation. Now, faith in God, which floods our heart and life with his perfect love, only comes by continuously hearing his word. 
Romans 10 verse 17 says, so then faith by comment, so then faith comment by hearing and, and hearing by the word of God. First John 4 verse 18 says, there is no fear in love. Perfect love casted out fear. Amen. That's the, that's the A part of the verse. Now, only the perfect love of God generated by faith, which comes by continuous, continuously hearing the word of God, can cast away fear. I get what I'm saying. Now, what we need to know is that Jezebel sent her messenger only once to Elijah. The operation of Jezebel is now in place, and it's not only once it comes. This one, it comes now on a daily basis. In fact, it comes more than once on a day if you're not careful. I get what I'm saying. Now it's a continuous effort. So for us to live above this continuous Jezebelic operation, we have to continuously hear the word of God. I get what I'm saying. Same way comes same way faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Fear comes by hearing and hearing the words of the devil. That's it. I gave a story a while ago about a particular um, gentleman who gave a story on seven or eight of how. After a while, just discovered that he's having so much anxiety. And he's a Christian. He, study, he says he studies the word of God, he fellowships and everything like that. But he just noticed that the anxiety was on the increase. And he was wondering, why all this anxiety? It was after inquiry, his blood pressure started rising. He started having some illnesses because of the anxiety. And then, it was then he began to pray and the Lord began to open to his... Uh, the Holy Spirit began to uh, give him understanding of what was happening to him. He discovered that every, every, in, in, in less than five minutes, he checks the news. In every few minutes, he checks the news. So in the whole day, he must have checked the news like only God knows how many times. And then he said he didn't notice that he was building fear instead of building what? Faith. So anxiety was building in him. And he started giving him some sicknesses. Then he actually had to stop. The Holy Spirit said, this is where your problem is coming from. So he had to stop becoming a, a, a receiver of Jezebel's messengers. And that was how the sickness ended. Praise God forevermore. So fear came into Elijah and took root in him because he kept hearing the words of Jezebel instead of the word of God. He heard it once. He reminisced on it. He meditated on it. And that's what many of us are doing today. Are you getting what I'm saying? This was the reason why God summoned him to glory. Jezebel, as a queen, was meant to use decorum to summon Elijah. Are you getting what I'm saying? For a talk. And he should have said it, Elijah, come, let's talk. Why did you kill my prophet? And he comes like that. You get what I'm saying? But she did summon him. Okay, even in the presence of summoning him, when he comes, she can now, if she wants to deal with him, she can deal with him there. But she didn't even do that. She was so, she lacked so much decorum that she sent threats. And God said, all right, this time around, I'm going to summon Elijah. Are you get what I'm saying? Now, via challenges, without words, God summoned Elijah. Thus, he did as the king of kings was meant to do. Praise God forevermore. He did as the king of kings was meant to do. What a low-life, dishonorable gangster Queen Jezebel lacked. What she refused to do because she lacked poise and decorum, God did it. I get what I'm saying. She was a gangster. She was, she was, she, 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 she was dishonorable. She lacked decorum. She lacked poise. So she refused to carry out the duties of a queen. She refused to carry out her responsibility as a queen. So imagine how she was. You can imagine how Jezebel was. She was a gangster. She was, she was a, an aguero. She was a tout. She was those kind of queens that can shake, that can misbehave in public. Are <laughs> you getting what I'm saying? That's why she's saying threats. So God, God rather did it rightly. The king of kings does not send threats. Kings don't send threats. 
king summon you. I get what I'm saying? And they patiently wait for you when they summon you. Because you know, where the word of the king is, there's power. If you refuse the first summon, like in the legal practice, they give you a first summon by the writs. If you refuse it, the second one, if you refuse it, the third one, you refuse it, then they can pass a judgment against you. And then when the judgment is passed against you, you still have time to honor the judgment. If you don't honor the judgment, then what are they enforce the judgment on you? It's a process. Kings follow process. Kings don't do rush, 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 um, um, agorish things and um, gangster things. That's what um, Jezebel did. And that's what the same spirit is doing. You notice that the flood does, they rush us. They rush us with messengers from Google, from text message, from Yahoo. Everywhere they are rushing us. It's a Jezebel spirit. They are not patient enough to add to decorum. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So God summoned um, um, Elijah with decorum. Now, by so doing, he was teaching Elijah that kings who know who they are and have honor do not send threats to their subjects. They summon their subjects. That's the first lesson he was teaching. Elijah, why you why will you be afraid of a threat? Kings don't send threats. They some more. Why should you be afraid? That's the first thing he was trying to teach Elijah. Why should you be afraid of a threat of that woman is not a queen, she's an agbeiru. She's a tout. If she's actually a queen, she will summon you. And even if you refuse her summon, she's meant to give you three opportunities at least. Then she can now, based on the law, go before the necessary uh, bodies, if it's the legislature, legislature uh, or the, the parliament or the, uh, then the judiciary or whatever body she has to go before and then present her matter. Then they sit on the matter and then they now decide whether Elijah is to be punished. Or, is that not the way no, um, normal operations happen in a, a civilized environment? Well, that shows you that Jezebel was not civilized. <laughs> Uncivilized people behave like that. And that's why the, 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 the same spirit threatens us everywhere. Threatens us everywhere. You force people. You want to force people to do something. Why should you force them? I will not be a civilized environment. Jezebel oppression. And God was telling Elijah that, see, why should you be afraid of threats? People who are civilized don't threat. They summon. I get what I'm saying. The next thing God did was to teach Elijah the difference between noise, which goes with many actions and dramas, and the presence and the word of God. He did that in Horeb. He said, Elijah, first, I want to teach you that honorable people, kings, they don't send threats, they send summons. Number two, I want to teach you that the difference between noise that goes with drama and uh, many activities, the difference between that kind of noise and the word of God. Now, what Jezebel was doing was noise. With plenty of drama and plenty of activities. You see, those noise, they don't have any effect. The between noise and my word. When I speak, I don't use drama. I don't use plenty of activities. When riff raps, low lives, um, gangsters, agberus, people that lack decorum, when they speak, I will do with you. You know them. You know them. I will deal with you. Uh, me, you do know why I am. When someone is saying, you know I am. It's because he doesn't know who he is. I see what they're saying. The gods do unto me. She knows that the gods cannot do anything. <laughs> the gods do unto me. Ah, as you have done. If ah, I, I don't remove your head. Eh, when they say, eh, ah, ah, forget that thing. They don't know the noise, drama. 
God said, let me teach you the difference between drama, between noise, and my word. Come to Uriel. First Kings 19, verse 11 to 12. Says, and he said, go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. And a great and strong wind rent the mountain. Hey! First, first drama. Great and strong wind rent the mountain. That means the mountain tore. Hey! Elijah shook. See, what, uh, what do they call it? Jezebel did to you. He said, you know, even tear mountain. You are shaking. He didn't even tear mountain. This wind tore mountain. Elijah said, hey, trouble. Though. He says, and breaking pieces the rocks before the Lord. Hey! See mountain tore. Mountain broke in pieces. The rock broke. Ah, my God. In this our time, if you see that kind of thing, say God has come. God has shown. God has shown. This is God. God don't show. God has shown. Hey? Hey, this kind of drama. Let's go further now. He said, but the Lord was not in the wind. Ah. But the Lord was not in the wind. Elijah first, you didn't... Eh? Jesse Bell's word could not even... Could not even eh, hit a rock. This wind that it is, it tore mountain and scattered rocks. And yet I'm not there. Eh? Okay, let's go further. It says, and after the wind, an earthquake. Hey, this is the worst of all. God has, in fact, if God was, in this matter, as yet has quit, God has settled the matter. But let's look further. Say, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. Ah. And then he says, and after the earthquake, a fire, ah, God of Elijah, send down fire. Say, Elijah, say, yes, this one, God is there. Because I use fire to settle the matter. Now God is there. But God was trying to tell him, my brother, my, they were trying to tell him, Elijah, there's a dimension I want to take you to. It's the dimension of the world. There's a place of fire, but there's a place of the world. I get what I'm saying. Let's go further. Say, but the Lord was not in the fire. But was it not the same God that answered by fire? How come was not in the fire? It's the same thing that happened to Moses. When God told him, strike the rock the first time, he struck it, and then water gushed out. Then the second time, God told him, speak to the rock. He spoke to the rock. He didn't speak to the rock. He struck the rock. Water gushed out. But the Lord told Moses, he said, you have dishonored me before the people. God was trying to make him understand that there's a level of fire, but there's a level of the world. My operation is beyond fire. It is a world. Are you getting what I'm saying? Say, but the Lord was not in the fire. You see, in our times, if we see the wind that, that tears the mountain and that scatters the rock, if we see it in our times, oh God, many of us will say, this is it, God has finished work. Then God now goes for that to bring earthquake. We say, the old enemies are destroyed. Then God now sends fire. Ah, case is set. But you know what? The Bible says, even the Lord was not in the fire. Ha! Ah! says, and after the fire, is still small voice. It's still small By so doing, God made Elijah understand that all Jezebel was doing was noise that goes with many action and drama, which holds no water. <laughs> it's the only time God is this practical to teach us. Now, if I tell Elijah now, Elijah, all this thing Jezebel is doing is noise. So Nothing, nothing, no water, no water. How Elijah will be, Elijah will be shaking. But now let me use practical to teach Elijah. And I'll use the highest kind of practical because Jezebel's threat had not even hit a stone. Are you get what I'm saying? Let alone tow a mountain and scatter rocks. It did not cause earthquake. God amplified the, the, the worst any man can see. 
And then he made Elijah say, This is the worst that a man can see. Elijah said, Yes, okay. If this is the worst that a man can see, and yet my voice is not in it, then how will you not talk? What, what do you say about Jezebel's stuff? That's how when Elijah left there. He told Elijah, He didn't say anything for that. Just go and anoint the three people, uh, Hazel, uh, Jew, and, 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 and Elisha. Elijah did not have to come. He had, he had copied the message where, you know, did he say, I better forget Jezebel? When he came back, he said, What did he say? That one a person. I bet when we're talking about man, we don't talk about towns, Agbevu, gangster. Are we talking? About, we are talking about people that have their own beer. When Elijah came down for that matter, man, he was looking at here. All of them, this, this would be dead. Let me use our vernacular. They be dirty because he had learned a lot. Are you get what I'm saying? Furthermore, God made him understand that until he stops the noise happening around him, he cannot see. And hear God because God is not in the noise. I get what I'm saying. And God will not struggle with the noise. Number one, God is not in the noise. Number two, God will not struggle with the noise. God will not struggle to be heard with that noise in your in our in, in your mind. God will not struggle to be seen with the noise in your mind. No, you have to shut up the noise. I get what I'm saying. For Elijah to hear the word of God that came through him in 1 Kings 17 verse 1, he had to shut out from the noise by fervent prayer. The noise around him, he was angry with what he was doing. He was angry with the way the children of Israel were worshipping back. But those were noise. Are you getting what I'm saying? He had to shut out and hear what God had to say. Then when he had heard, he came out and spoke. But he forgot the principle that ignited the restoration. I get what I'm saying. So God brought him to order to remind him of the principle. Man, shut them up again. Shut them up. <laughs> the same principle works. I get what I'm saying. Why? Because I won't struggle. I won't struggle with that noise. Man. All the lightning, all the thunder, all the wind, all the earthquake, all the fire. I won't struggle with them. I won't struggle with them. You are the one to shut them up. In 1 Kings 17, verse 1, Elijah spoke to Ahab by the word of God, which was his word. In 1 Kings 18, verse 1, Elijah returned to Ahab by the word of the Lord. But from this time till Horeb, Elijah did not hear the word of the Lord. <laughs> he only heard the word of Jezebel. The next word he heard was the word of Jezebel. You see how dangerous it is? That's the next word he heard, the word of Jezebel. So due to this, the words of Jezebel could take root in his thoughts and soul because there's no vacuum in that. Word of God, 1 Kings 17, verse 1. Word of the word of the Lord, 1 Kings 18, verse 1. From 1 Kings 18, verse 1, the next thing he heard was 1 Kings 19, verse 2, the word of Jezebel. For a full chapter. I get what I'm saying. And that chapter is how many years? How many days? Sorry. Minimum of 40 days. He didn't hear the word of God. And so what happened? For that period that the vacuum was there, the words of Jezebel could easily take root in his heart. I get what I'm saying. Because that word was not another word. It was a word that came with seven other spirits that were more wicked than it. And it took root. Why? Because the heart was void of the word of God. Are we together? Now most times when we desperately need a word from God for restoration, we are quiet and clear. I get what I'm saying. We, 
we, we, we make our souls are quiet and clear. We make our souls convenient, comfortable, clear. Are you getting what I'm saying? For the word of God. We make it ready for the word of God. Wow. But the moment the word of God comes and we declare it and we start seeing the restoration. Oh, you forgot what brought us. <laughs> we forgot what brought the restoration. And we forget that it is the same word that brought restoration, that we sustain restoration, that we stabilize restoration, and we maintain restoration. And the next thing we start doing, we start listening to threats. I said threats, because those words are, I know threats are always noise. Never between prophecy and threats. When God speaks, it's not used to threaten you. Are you get what I'm saying? When Elijah spoke to you, I'm threatening you. First Kings 17 verse 1. Before God, uh, 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 I'm paraphrasing, um, the, before the Lord, uh, there shall be no rain uh, uh, for this year. Um, um, uh, 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 and it says, I stand before the Lord, there shall be no rain for this year, according by my word. And he finished and he left here. No threat to I don't talk, I don't walk. When, when kings talk, they don't talk, they don't walk, they don't threaten. And they come to you to come and tell you. Elijah came and told. Are you know something? Elijah came and told Aya. But when it was time for Jezebel, she couldn't face Elijah. That's to make you understand that she was actually afraid of Elijah. When Elijah did not know that this woman was afraid of him, she sent a messenger to him. Elijah was not afraid of Ahab when he had finished, when he had invested time in gospel, when he became one with God. He was not afraid of Ahab. He came and he met Ahab and he told Ahab. When he heard the word of the Lord again in 1 Kings 18 verse 1, he came and met Ahab again. He was bold, right? The word of God. But when Jezebel uh, wanted, wanted to talk to Elijah, she couldn't face him. She sent messenger. Why? Because she knew that in case <laughs> he may cut that one's head off. <laughs> The way he killed the 450 prophet, he will kill that one, he will kill that one. So, in case this guy he has a, 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 a slain anointing, in case he slays anybody, let it not be me that he kills. Let it be the messenger I said. You remember now, oh king, sorry, oh prophet, the king wants to see you. When he, when, when he, um, he has sent 50, um, he set a, a set of 50 soldiers to Elijah. Oh prophet, the king wants to see you. He said, okay, if I be a man of God, let fire come, that fire can appear, consume the vessel. Second said again, oh, pro oh prophet, oh man of God, the king going to uh, needs you now. He said, if I be a man of God, if I can pray again, again, poor consume. The last one that came said, man of God, it's no fight, it's no quarrel. Actually, this matter is a simple matter. It's something we can talk over. We can talk over, we can take it over just over, you know, a, 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 a cup of water. You don't even need to drink wine to talk over it. Just anything available for advantage. See, and I go for mass, I see it's not me. And prophet, it's not me that I'm, I'm not coming in my own power. It's actually king that sent me. Prophet, don't take this thing to her. See, prophet, eh, please, king say what to see. Please, oh, I say it's king, oh, please. Eh. Say, now you are talking like somebody that has. <laughs> and he had to think well because he saw, he saw 100, he saw 100 suya on the ground. Ah, I will not join the suya. I get what I'm saying. So even Jezebel was afraid of Elijah, but Elijah did not know. Are you getting what I'm saying? So most times when we get the word of God that got us to restoration, we declare the word, the word starts working, we start seeing souls restored to God, we forgot what brought it. Because that which brought it is what we sustain, stabilize, and maintain it. Praise God forevermore. And then the next thing we start doing, we start listening to trip. And next is that we start repeating the experience of Elijah. Are you getting it? 
Amos Apollos. Amos Apollos. The word of God bets restoration. And same word sustains, stabilizes, and maintains the restoration. So we must keep hearing the word of God and keep it in an esteemed center place in our lives. Only by so doing can we what? Sustain, stabilize, and maintain When we keep the word of God in an esteemed place and keep hearing it, we can sustain our restoration. We can stabilize it. We can maintain it. And if you don't do that, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the Jezebel operation will send more threats and in no time will fall for the threats. And I pray today that we will do the needful. In Jesus' name. I know somebody wants to pray at this point. And before we pray, I want to pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. Who has not made Jesus a God and personal Savior? I want to make that beautiful decision. I encourage you to do it. Let's say this prayer after we say, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I know that I'm a sinner. I know that you died and rose for me. And on Calvary Tree, you shed your blood to take away my sins. Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I receive you as my Lord and personal Savior. I choose to serve and follow you the days of my life. Because you chose me, I choose to serve you and follow you. Thank you, Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for everyone who has made this prayer. Thank you for receiving them, the beloved. And I thank you for granting them the grace to serve and follow you the days of my life. Thank you, Lord and King, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, I believe you all will pray this prayer with me. Let's pray together. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I receive and maximize grace. I receive and maximize grace. To continuously hear the word of God. To continuously hear the word of God. Amen. Amen. Go ahead and pray. Oh, hey, Father, Father, in the name of Jesus, Jesus I receive and maximize grace. Maximize to continuously grace. hear the word of God. To continuously hear the word of God. To continuously hear the word of God. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we are praying. Lord, we receive the grace and we maximize the grace to, on a daily basis, continuously hear your word. Either by listening or by reading or by, by meditating on the word we have hid in our spirits. Receive grace to continuously hear your word. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I pray for everyone pressing under the sound of my voice who is believing the Lord for, his, for healing in their bodies. I cause sicknesses and diseases. I cast out the spirit of infirmities. 
And I decree healings in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. believe in God for a breakthrough, for a turnaround. I command breakthroughs and turnarounds. Yes, open doors in the name of Jesus. Amen. So it is in Jesus' name. Amen. amen and amen. Once again, thank you for your time. God bless you. Grace to you. See you next week Monday.